Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the show where we come up with five sketch ideas. And if you've made it this far, we know you've got the right stuff. Oh, you've got it. You're our... You're our kind of people, or you can't mm. find the stop button. <laughs> that's that's that is our kind of people. That's... But let me <laughs> let me give you a tip. Up the pause button will do. <laughs> Throw the phone out the window. Most um, most yeah. um, most uh, podcast apps don't even have a stop button. You actually can't stop the podcasts. That's really interesting. You know, and that ABBA song, Can't Stop the Music, it's probably (laughs) about playing music through a podcast app. It was very, very prescient. Would have been a little bit more accurate if it was Can't Stop the Podcasts. It probably isn't an ABBA song, actually. (laughs) Can't Stop the Music. It sounds more kind of American disco. Yeah, theirs is Thank You for the Music. Can't Stop the Music. That's ABBA, right? Thank you for the music. ABBA is more like, I can't imagine why you would want to stop the music. Exactly. They're they're playing it on a device that doesn't even have a pause button. Some kind. I mean, of... is this is this a product that we would that 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 there is any reason to sell to people? You know, it's a mm. it's a stereo that you can't turn off, and yeah. you can't adjust the volume. No, like yeah, that's yeah. Keep feels going. like um, something that you know that 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 a purist would be interested in. Right, mm. those kinds of people who are like, I listen to full albums, you know, listen yeah. to them all the way through. There's also people who like get uh, really uncomfortable if you stop a song partway through it. Mm. You ever seen that? Scrunched. I know, face, but I can imagine. Seen... Sounds just like yeah? a type of person. Yeah. Mm, no, but I've I've at least encountered at least two, and one of them also really believed that in the purity of the human voice. Ah, uh, <laughs> what know, does that mean? The, like you know, in that in that uh, singing uh, has some kind of uh, higher level spiritual thing power. It, yeah, well, I don't know about spiritual, but you know, it's just a it's a beauty, and it, it should only be used in certain ways. Not, it shouldn't be used to replace instruments, other instruments. So you shouldn't be right. like. And then another person shouldn't be going like that, and then building a song with just those bits. It sounds like an intro to two in the think tank. They would hate that. Yeah, they would hate this show. Um, Alistair. it actually do you is think Bjork, anyone? Though. Do you think any, anyone ever said to Bjork, um, "The Bjork st- store called and they're running out of you"? I mean, they <laughs> if they didn't, because she was big in the nineties, and That's so true. 
and so was Seinfeld. And it feels like. <gasps> do you think? Do you think we should post that when Bjork dies? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to set a reminder in my phone for I'm, when I'm, Bjork I'm dies. Gonna, I'm just going to. Okay, I'm going to try something, Alistair. Hang on, bear with me. Hey Siri, when Bjork dies, remind me to post the Bjork store called "They're Running Out of You." wow (laughs) these these things are getting good i genuinely genuinely was not expecting i think we might have just reached the singularity Uh, yeah done (laughs) no questions just let me just double check what you meant Mm. Mm. Something yeah. has definitely, like, some kind of trigger has been set up in your, in your phone. I dread, I dread that ping <sighs> one day. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be sad. It's gonna be so gonna sad. Be, yeah, but you know, with with reluctant thumbs, I will, I will post what needs to be posted. It also means that you are forced into, like, Apple loyalty for the next forty years. Yeah, but that was going to happen anyway. Was it? You know, I was an Apple guy back in the nineties. When were you? Yeah, when it wasn't a you know it wasn't a cool thing to be. wasn't a wasn't a company on the up. <laughs> like it, it wasn't. It, there was a there was a no. There was a there was a pall of sadness over the Apple Corporation, and you know we we used Dad used to get like Mac user magazines, and they got slimmer. Every every month, as the as the Apple Corporation withered, the Apple withered on the on the on the Apple vine. Just Apple as they were firing vines. Steve Jobs, they fired Steve Jobs. They made some bad choices, and then Steve Jobs was back, and suddenly, a big turnaround for the team. Was it right Crazy. after he, he created Pixar and then they launched Toy Story and it was a big success that they were like, all right, we'll have him back. Or did he we'll have him back. back. We like what this guy does with animated <laughs> kids films. Yeah. You brought us around, big guy. I mean, um, he is I, sorry, you go. the like, you, you don't think CEOs, I don't, I don't tend to think of CEOs as being all that important a lot mm. of the time. I feel like I could do whatever they do. But he yeah. is an example of someone who was demonstrably good at whatever it was that he did. Yeah. Achieving think, the results that you would want for somebody in that position if you wanted that. I think it's crazy that the model for Pixar has not been re- repeated s- several times, right? Because all yeah. the model seems to be is create a good story mm. and then <laughs> and then make the movie it's it 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 it's really yes you've nailed it alistair it is very funny to me that this that has not been replicated in either animation or anywhere else in in hollywood yeah the it seems idea like maybe- Disney has kind of got some of it now, but it's possibly because they've just worked with people from Pixar. <laughs> mm, well, they bought Pixar. They were like, yeah. we don't know what it is you guys are doing, but we want some of that. <laughs> so what's, what is this thing? You know, where you, 
you know, you make sure that every bit is good and, you know, that's mm. really interesting. I'm just, ah, it's yeah, wild. Think, Your process. Things, things happen for a reason and the characters are plausible. Mm. You know, they're consistent in some way. And there's bits where you feel things, you know, mm. uh, and then those bits are relevant later on, you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, yeah, we'll give it a go. Yeah. I don't see why that would be necessary. Whatever voodoo you're doing behind the scenes to make people like these films. Mm. Um, Alistair, is anything that we've said so far a sketch idea? Well, I'm, I'm still interested in this device that you can't turn off. I think there is something pure about it. Mm. Um, like, like genuinely, you there. So there are these companies that are like, we're making a phone that's just a phone, right? Mm. And it's it's basic, and it's black and white, and you don't have to make choices about these other things, and it just does that, right? Yeah. And I think that there are also so you know, leaving aside the fact that you could just turn off those functions on your fo- on your regular phone or you could mm. just get an existing like cheap Nokia which would do all of it for free this is a very expensive version of that it, the amazing yeah. technology feature about this is it costs exactly the same as a high end smartphone but it does nothing that that does but it's a radio it's a radio like probably yes. maybe one of those like one of those radios that people you know sometimes you encounter somebody on the street who's just listening to the radio and they're mm. walking around and they're listening to it through a speaker yeah. Maybe they all, sometimes they're pushing a trolley or something. Um, what kind but, of a trolley are you thinking, Alistair? You know what? I was actually thinking one of those grandma ones. Oh. You know one of those grandma nice. ones the- that <laughs> has the kind of like the leather or the, or the material inside Bag. of it? And yeah. then, yeah, inside of it that, that, that then within it you put other bags or other things? Let's... Uh- Let's devise a trolley problem, a, a hypothetical trolley problem, but it's just mm. it's just based on different types of trolleys, and that's one of the that's one of the trolleys, a grandma trolley. I'm not sure what the what that would reveal about human psychology, but there's something there. Uh, now, how are we marketing this thing? This well, like what is? I think that like it's it's it's, it's crazy set to, to me one that, channel. Yes. Mm. It's set to one channel. It's set to one volume. It's on a speaker, and you can't. There's no off button. It's just simple. Mm. There's not even one button. We've talked in the past about um, musicians and about how they have a way in which they intend the music to be heard. And we've talked about audiophiles and ways to make your experience closer to the artist's vision. But it's crazy mm. to me that a you know a music, which is basically just a bunch of sounds, one of the most dominant features of sound is the volume. Mm. And it seems surprising to me that an artist, a musical artist, wouldn't have an intended volume that they want their music to be listened to. Oh, yeah. At. You know, and mm. also, of course, when they put together an album, they're expecting you to listen to the whole album in a row. So mm. this is just a device that you put in the CD, runs on CD, and also it plays the entire album at one mm. volume all the way through. But then and, is, it, is it forced to be a certain distance from your head? Yeah, that's right. You strap it to your head and there's a pole that comes out that keeps it a certain distance from your head. And okay. that is the 
you know, and, and, and it doesn't, you don't turn it on and off because there's, that way there's less distractions. There's less for you to worry about. There's too much choice as it is. I think, I think I'm, getting, I'm getting distracted in this about it becoming about um, an artist's will. And also the fact that you put in CDs, I think, overcomplicates it. <laughs> I, think, I think the idea is it's, they're marketing it to that group of people who just are sick of technology being too complicated. Mm. Right? And, yeah. and they're just like, you know, uh, you know, aren't you even sick of uh, companies that try and sell you a product telling you that it's simple to use because it's got big buttons? Well, this one mm. doesn't even have any buttons. Mm. It does what yeah. you want all the time and it can't, <laughs> and it can't be stopped. Can't be stopped. <laughs> You know, that means that you'll, there's never going to be a pit where you'll be like, oh, how do I turn it back on? It is on. It's always on. Mm. Mm-hmm. If it's not on, it's not there. That's right. That's our slogan. <laughs> if it's not on, it's not there. <laughs> yeah, I like it. It's the music cube. And the it, just, music it, just, cube. it just goes. Just plays. Um I think that's I think that's something Alistair. Okay, it's written hey, down. How, how how about this? All right. Um the uh, uh uh this is a totally different idea and this is something that we were almost about about to talk about before we started the um the podcast. Yeah. Uh but it's your you're in the uh delivery room. Your mm. your beloved is giving birth. Okay. And I don't know where this goes. But I do like the idea that the <laughs> the doctor receiving the the your your offspring starts mm-hmm. just pulling out a whole bunch of of scrap metal. Now, mm-hmm. I don't know if this is a sketch idea, yeah. But I think it's a it's potentially a, a good sort of a horror horror film scene mm. or. Or or something in a in a bad dream, like it's a good yeah. dream idea. I think yeah. that and and they're just now this holding is... up these these sort of chunks of rusty metal, these bent and things. You can't mm. quite recognise what they were, but yeah. they obviously had some kind of a function at some point. Something you know, at some point, just it seems like an old car bumper is coming out. One of those sort of like they look like stainless steel or something like that coming out, maybe yeah. cut and sawed in half. Yeah. <laughs> Now this now, won't happen in it. This won't happen in it. This is a bad suggestion, but they say she's crowning, and then they pull out like a king's hat, a crown, a king's hat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love yeah. Alistair that your commitment to comedy rules is such that it wouldn't allow you to say the word crown twice in the sentence, yeah, I know, and it but, led to you saying the phrase king's hat. Yeah, which but that, that I really like. Yeah, well, the king's hat does appear in a. Um, in a Paul F. Tompkins bit. So, you know, I can't be entirely ah, sure. responsible for that. Well, this um, brings me to a, a new sketch idea, right? Hmm. The king of Australia, he's got a broad-brimmed crown, possibly with corks <laughs> hanging off it. Um, I, They're not corks, but they are like rubies yeah, that dangle yeah. on a bit of string <laughs> and keep the yeah. flies off. The king yeah. of Australia. The crown jewels. Yep. Yeah, um, look, I'm writing it down because it's it's already Thank you. just dumb enough. Um, Thanks, Alistair. And he drinks, he drinks crown lager. 
the uh, <laughs> one of the worst beers in Australia that for a big portion of the early 2000s somehow passed itself off as a premium beer. Yeah. <laughs> Just with confidence. It, it That's was how they true did it. confidence. I, it was... I, it's, it's, I don't know it's if they even exist a, anymore. No, it definitely does. There's, I think there's people... There's some people who... I remember somebody telling me about high rollers. In they mm. they they worked as a croupier or something like that in the um, at the at the casino, and um, and that they they had these days where they were with like high rollers, where high rollers would be coming in and they would be like people from, you know, uh, like like China or something like that, uh, and clearly mob connected in some way. And they'd be throwing, you know, big wads of cash on the table and things like that. And they would say, "We're drinking nothing but crownies." <sighs> and so just get, so just bring in cases of crownies, like that. And this is this is people living the high life. I think that's really good, and I think we should start marketing our comedy in the same way. We'll mm. market our comedy as somehow premium. Um, okay. connected, maybe we'll maybe we'll wear little crowns. Yeah, that's when good. we perform, that's a good idea. Nobody's like, doing that, by the way. Yeah, no, you're right. Wait, I mean, Jughead used to wear like a some kind of crown. That oh, was a jester's hat. Comics. I think it's the opposite. Hey? That's the opposite of a crown. It was a little jester's hat, wasn't it? Oh uh, no, I thought. Oh, maybe thought, it was a crown. Yeah, Jughead. Right. It, was a, it was a weird little crown. I'm just looking up Crown Lager on danmurphys.com. Yeah. Oh, it's got, how, it's got how much they good go for? reviews. <laughs> it's got good reviews on the, <laughs> on the yeah. Dan Murphy's website. It's got 59 pages of reviews for Crown Lager. Yeah, people love uh, it. Five stars everywhere. An excellent lager. A great beer. Tastes great. The right amount of alcohol. And priced right. <laughs> See, that's, um, how that's much a is premium it? How print. much is it again? Look, I'm looking, trying to find the price. Uh, oh, $23 for a six pack. That's. Wow. That's insane. That's, that is insane. That's way um, too much. Oh, but then, you know, from Booze Bud, you can get a, a case for fifty four forty nine. Okay. Well, that's not too bad. Liquorland for 54 I tell you what, first, I'm looking first choice looking is selling the them bottle. for fifty dollars. Yeah, I'm looking at the bottle, and it's kind of making me want one. They do kind of look, they do kind of look classy. They look premium. They look like they're connected to the monarchy. Mm. Anyway, that's uh, I, that's Crown I Lager for you. Every time I looked at them, I always thought they they look chocolatey mm. in some kind of way. Like it was yeah. Well, be... they've got a real Ferrero Rocher vibe. Yeah, but they they taste just like VB. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I wouldn't be surprised if it was the exact same beer. I I similarly would be unsurprised. I don't know. I don't know enough about beer to tell you whether or not technically a bitter and a lager are fundamentally different um, yeah. products. But with yeah. shit beers like that, I I honestly I can't tell the difference between any of them. They all taste exactly the same. Yeah, like and sort of sort of um, underage drinking. They just they taste, taste like, like that. Drink. Yeah, they taste like being 17 again. <laughs> so, 
17 again, right? That movie with Matthew Perry and Zac Efron. <laughs> but but nothing changes about his body. The only thing that changes is his tolerance for alcohol and his preference for uh, pre-mixed drinks. That's... That's the only thing he has. Some Freaky Friday scenario where he gets the mm. alcoholic proclivities yeah. of a 17-year-old. And then we what see how that freaky, affects his life. A Freaky Friday scenario where you swap bodies with your younger self. Mm. I know this is dumb. This is probably nothing. But your, if you swapped bodies with your younger self through time and then Mm. your younger self was in your later body so yes as you make decisions i think in the past it changes the life for the future version but then the future version has has the young person in who's making the bad decisions so they're kind of rechanging your life as well (laughs) So that when you get back into it, you have to live with the consequences of what they've done. I don't know if there's anything in that. (laughs) Mm. Well, I think that also, if it was a younger version of you in your future body, then, Mm. you know, in in a linear sense of yourself, things that you do in their past affects, or things that happen to them in the future. This might be already what you said, but things that happen to them that affect their mind in the future. Then obviously, because they grow up to be you, where you're in their body in the past, affect mm. you, per, your personality and your self in the past. But then mm. things that you do in the past as an old person affect what their life, as you say, their life station, their situation is in the future. Yeah. And you you would end up in this sort of situation where you're taking revenge on yourself. Um, you know, if if if. Yeah, if they, that young future you, if you somehow could separate yourselves in, in one way where you're aware of what's happened and you're yeah. aware of the changes in yourself. Yeah, being made, the changes the that changes are being are made, right? Then you might try and inflict preemptive revenge on yourself from both ends of the spectrum. Hmm. Um, for the things that you're doing, this is also assuming for some reason that you don't you don't like yourself. Well, I or... mean, the idea of of your younger self being your own villain and that you're you're mm. battling each other through mm. time, through just mm. making bad decisions to punish the other one. Yeah, without ever meeting yourself, it's not that I guess kind, if you of kind of thing. If you kind of saw the changes fade in. Like, you know, maybe they're a different color at first and then they fade in. Even if it's just like, you know, if some of yeah. it would be in brain, some of it would be in the real world. You're like, in oh, brain. son of yeah. a bitch. <laughs> I don't know that people use the phrase in brain. And I think it's a, I think it's a good, I think it's a good, a good term that will definitely come into the parlance a little bit yeah. more going forward. In brain changes. Yeah. We're not talking about yeah. thought or the self. We're talking about in brain. Yeah. And then off-brain, we talk about everything in the rest of the world that doesn't have it in your own head is off-brain. Um, or out-brain, think, out-brain. Do you think it's cool if I write that down? Wait. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Pre, uh, preemptive self-revenge time loop film, Freaky Friday. 
past scenario. Self. Pre, what'd you say? Preemptive? Preemptive self revenge um, time loop. Freaky Friday type. Oh, yeah. yeah scenario. That, great. I get Freaky Friday with past self, preemptive self revenge time loop. Ah, we'll remember all of that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's going to make a perfect sense. Don't you worry. Um, in what scenario would, would Australia have a king, do you think? Um, you know? Yeah, well, I think, you know, we could elect one, but that doesn't really feel like a king to me. I think the only way that it could happen is through charisma, where somebody just slowly starts assuming that role and we like them so much that we mm. just accept it and they sort of organically and bypassing anything to do with um the constitution yeah they just they just slowly take on that role and we because of an overwhelming majority of us feeling a strong affection for them, we allow them to get away with it. And even when they start to do things like, you know, um, s- sentence people to death and say, you know, c- call for people to be executed, even though it's not legal and it's not enforceable by the law, such yeah. is our warmth towards them as a people that we just do what they say. Well, I and think if it was, yeah. If it was a cultural reimagining, a historical reimagining of what happened, and say in one of the first, in either the first fleet or the, you know, maybe one of the second fleets or whatever it is, uh, they one of the one of the monarchs' children came along, mm. and then but had had some kind of disagreement with their family, and mm. pretty quickly took over and kind of was like, actually, we're going to, I'm going to run this on our own. And the people that he was murdering would be people who were like still, uh, you know, still loyal to the home country's monarchs. So he established a new kingdom. uh, Mm. And also, you know, would be really nice. It was really good to the, uh, the first nations people of Australia. Oh, that is that is nice. Yeah, you know, and and a, so that, it's a very alternative history, and I think that's interesting. Yeah, and um, then you know, and then also you know worked worked uh, well well with him. Had a treaty really early on. Uh, still, you know, obviously you're still colonizing a country. Not a great thing, still. But um, and then we're like, yeah, king. Cool. Um, I think. I think it would also be fun to do a film, you know, uh, like movies like King Ralph. You know about King Ralph? Yeah. John Goodman yeah. turns out to be next in line for the throne of England. Yeah. I'd like somebody to John discover Candy. something. So, John oh, is it? Candy. All right. John Candy. Sure. Oh, no, maybe, Someone, no, no, maybe you're right. Maybe it was John Goodman. Fuck. Sorry. Sorry. It's all good, Al. Um, something happens in. Uh, somebody makes discovers something in our constitution. There is some sort of legal loophole, whatever, something is discovered where we realise that we actually do have a king, right, in Australia. And we discover who they are and they're just some guy. But Mm -hmm. 
that 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 the institution it turns out is valid it's it's constitutionally there they do have the rights of a king in australia and they are elevated to this position so it's not only them discovering that they have this role but it's also yep. everyone else in australia coming to terms with the fact that we actually are a yeah our own monarchy and we do have a royal family and they are just a bunch of bunch of fucks you know bunch of fucks but, but they are what, what do you suddenly think, now in the royal mind what makes what makes them a bunch of fucks um oh they're just grubs probably okay. you know yeah some of them are do all you right mean, do you mean poor It's a, it's a look. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Is what you mean for? Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I also thought, you know, what if there was the first king that was a drag queen? I don't know if that's anything. It's the first. I mean, because there probably hasn't been a drag, a drag queen king before. Mm. Okay. Okay. Hang on. <laughs> So it's a man who dresses as a woman. Yes. Um, for but that that man is drag. the king. But that person is the king, and then I think when they in their drag queen character, they yes. dress up as the king. In their drag queen character, they yeah. dress up as the king. Yeah. So it's a man I, pretending to be a woman, pretending to be king, but they actually are king. <laughs> so it, so it looks like a woman pretending to be a man being king but it's actually mm. a man pretending to be a woman who actually is king dressed as a king i actually think that a movie about a king who is a drag queen is is a very good idea and i think <laughs> I you could call the, the movie <laughs> i think you could call the movie the queen of kings uh yeah. and you'd get a lot of people uh, coming in who think maybe it's a, a remake of the King of Queens, like a gender-flipped yeah. version of the King yeah. of Queens. And so we've yeah. already got an inbuilt audience, you know, the kind of people who love the <laughs> King of Queens, but also are immediately on board and love gender-flipped anything. They'll go and That's see right. anything and, if you flip yeah. the genders. Yeah. People are like, they'll, they'll be the female, maybe they'll think they'll be the female version of Patton Oswalt in there. Um, mm. And then the, the, the female version of, uh, what's his name? James something James? James, yeah. J- James, there you go. Uh, anyway. I imagine, you know, imagine if that was was your favourite genre of movie was gen- gender flipped movies, and you, this is don't don't interpret this as a criticism of gender flipped movies or anything like that, guys. I'm not I'm not that guy, but I just think it would be interesting if that was your favourite genre, and you didn't even really have to have seen the first movie. You know the the non gender flipped version to like it. You just love the idea that it's gender flipped, or or you don't even realize that that's what you love. But whenever you list your favorite movies, every single one is a, this is too subtle. But every single one of your favorite movies is a gender flipped movie, and you don't even realize that uh, that that is the case. <laughs> My favorite movies are Ghostbusters twenty nineteen. Uh, that wouldn't be 29, probably be way earlier than that now, 2018. Uh, Oceans 8 and (laughs) 
What if what if you discovered that your that your favorite movies were all race flipped ones and they were all white remakes of black movies? <laughs> I think you would feel bad. Yeah. You found a, I think I think like, you would that look who's coming to dinner but with Ashton Kutcher. Oh, I love Look Who's Coming to Dinner. Ashton Kutcher is so funny in that film. <laughs> yeah. And um, I don't know if they've done a um, if they've done a white version of um, uh, Friday. Boys they in the Hood. Boys in the Hood and Friday. And Once We're Warriors. Um, <laughs> such an awful idea. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Okay. I mean, um, would the would it be called once once weren't warriors? How would you how how what, would you flip would it? You ch- would you would you change the name? I I think you have to change the name a little bit so that you know it's not. Mm. Um, you know, it could be something like that. Once were warriors, but it's based on you know like Anzacs. Or you something could call like it that. whites. Whites were warriors. Whites were warriors. Um. Look, we don't know what we're saying. Oh, yeah. We don't know what uh, yeah, we're saying. I, we don't I, know what I, we're doing with this. I got uncomfortable. This. Andy, while, yeah. while we've been talking, I just got a bit of a, a ping. Um, it's been announced that we have become recipients of the Moosehead Award slash grant. It's not an award. Oh, yeah. It is a, the Moosehead Award recipients, uh, which means that we will have uh, our show kind of uh, aided by the supported. comedy festival, like supported by the comedy festival by the Moosehead uh, organization and uh, you want to hear who else has got it? Oh, I didn't know that anyone else has got it. Who else has got it? There's other people who who get it. Yeah, yeah. There's always a, usually at least three people that get it. Oh um, wow! But there's but there's more this year. I'm really um, excited. There's Ben Russell and Maggie Luke. Oh man, that is great news. There's Annie Louie. There's Gabby Fantastic. Bolt. There's Danielle Walker and there's Scout Boxall. Whoa. What a lineup! Yeah, so that's great. Uh, we're amongst some really cool people, so that's very that nice. is um, um, that is really cool. Thank you very much to the Moosehead Committee. Thank yeah. you to everybody who has supported us, and thank you to Alistair for doing the application for the award <laughs> and uh, and getting us to this point. It is it is lovely, and that means that we are going to be doing a show at the Comedy Festival next year, and we're going to work really hard on it. So yeah. and, it and better it's not be good be... or we'll discover that us working hard on something makes it worse and we therefore are the opposite of good. Imagine if our idea became worse than just a little cloud of ideas in our heads. Well, that's what reality is. So nah, I don't know if they like I reckon the cloud is, is insubstantial. It's just a few lines here and there. And anyway, I'm just distracting us from the podcast. Um <laughs> No, I like. I think this is the first time we've had breaking news on the podcast. Yeah. We interrupt your scheduled bullshit to bring you so... some exciting news. Yeah, it's um, it's very exciting. Very exciting. You're going to write that down as a sketch idea. Uh, wait, wait. What did that? This the first time that we've ever had breaking news on the podcast. No, that we got the moosehead. Um, <laughs> I don't know why that what what you just said made me think of. You're, imagine your partner is in labor 
and and you know like pushing the baby is maybe like the head is at his crowning right and and it's <laughs> yeah. a regular baby it's not metal or anything like that <laughs> sure sure um it's having oh, yeah, a crowning is what you're saying as it comes yeah, out um birth wait birth metal i forget, didn't write that down before but i had an empty slot and i was trying to remember what it was I mean, I don't um, know as much to that idea, but thank no, you, Alistair. Um, but um, so you, uh, the baby's half, you know, part of half of its head is out. It's a real intense moment. And then you whisper into your wife's ear, a plane has just hit the first that's World Trade Center. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like a place. <laughs> Do you think... Oh, I mean, I mean, is this is this too much? But it's the first woman president, okay? And, oh no! And she's giving birth. She's also the first president to give birth while in office, and while and during, giving birth during a national terrorist attack, yeah, which is while giving birth to twins. Yeah, she is. It, it is whispered in her ear by her um, first. Man, her husband, who is yeah. also the head of national security, yeah. which is part oh. of their love story and part of the, you know, what this makes movie. this such a great, exciting moment. Um, <laughs> Madam <but> President, <laughs> which that's what that's what he calls her in technically when they're yeah. at work, when they're working, yeah. which she always is. Mm. Um, I mean, she's doubly working now because she's mm. <laughs> giving birth and the president of the United States. Madam President, I, I I just thought of I just thought of I just thought of something Wait, awful. Just hit the World Trade Center. <laughs> That's the pushing. Do you do do you think? Uh, can I can I say this awful thought that I had? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just Is it the, any worse than my thought? Well, um, anyway. and then just, laughing. Just whenever she and her husband are talking about making love, they refer to it as meeting in the Oval Orifice. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. Great. Um, having a one-on-one. Having a one-on-one in the Oval Orifice? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Is an ellipse and an oval the same thing? Uh... Terrific have we, have question, we, Alistair. Have we, have we been asked. fucking around this whole time? Uh, with, with, with ellipses and, uh, and ovals? Yeah. I think oval might be a broader class of shapes. So like an, like an ellipse, ellipse is an oval, but an, uh, an oval isn't necessarily an ellipse? Uh, that, is my, that is my hypothesis. Because, so you think that as the... we all know, oval, the shape comes from over, meaning egg. Mm. So an egg presumably is oval. And therefore, uh, but an ellipse, which mm. I think is more of a mathematically defined shape, um, yeah. might not be, uh, yeah. Would you say that the oval is the rectangle and the ellipse is the square? Sort of, if, to make, if we were to make parallels, obviously only you're, two, you're, two of these <laughs> shapes, only two of these shapes have parallels. <laughs> I I would absolutely say yes that an uh, an ellipse is the rectangle 
of the curvy world. No, 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 the, the other way around. Sorry, the yeah, ellipse yeah, yeah. is the square of the curve of, of, of the curvy world. The curvy world. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, I'm going right. to just how, write Alistair, down. How many sketch ideas have we got written down? Um, I'm just going to write whispering into preg into into uh, a pregnant uh, president. Into yeah, we're giving like birthing. Preg- woman pregnant and this is another great alternative history film <laughs> what if <laughs> but, it's, but it sounds like it sounds like like a right wing person's um example Nightmare. of what would happen yeah. What, yeah. like why they would never vote for a female president i think i think it's just it's it would work just as that person in, as a character describing that nightmare scenario. Yeah. And how they um, think it would play out. <laughs> Remember when we used to do those characters, Alistair, the confusing the issue characters, those yeah. supposedly right-wing people? Yeah. That was a different time for us. Haven't done that for a while. Yeah. I think our hearts uh, probably weren't in it. But it was a bit of fun. And some of their nonsense may well have for, informed some of our later work. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. It's it was it was it was very silly, and I, I and I have no problem with it. Um, right. Even though if I feel a little bit uncomfortable watching it now, I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's just progress. Hey, can I tell you something? Uh, some, an announcement that and I've got some more breaking news. Yeah. Um. That this this will be a huge relief to the listeners of the podcast that um, my wife and I are selling our house and we're going to buy a cheaper house. And so this is very relevant because we will have a smaller mortgage and it might be more manageable from a financial perspective. So wow, I, I wanted the listeners really to be the first I wanted the listeners to be the first to know <laughs> that finally some good news about Andy's financial situation. Yeah. Um of course, it's, Andy's financial uh, situation is up. bad, but you know he's the only person on this podcast who is in the the real estate market. Um, That's right. Uh, but you know, um, but a- Andy Andy has also said that the the new the new place has one less bedroom. Now, mm. Andy currently lives in a wooden shack in <laughs> a place pretty far from civilization, uh, and one of the bedrooms that they have already is a closet, and so which you would say is not a bedroom. Um, and so I'm assuming that it's just, uh, this new place is just four wooden walls and <laughs> you can definitely see light coming in through the wall. Those, that, those and that's going to save us on lighting, Alistair. So already <laughs> that's another yeah. win. Yeah. And, and then it's just one big room. Well, I'm not going to say anyway, when I say big, I mean small. <laughs> <laughs> and there's one, you're going to be one big bed and... All of the family members are going to sleep foot to toe in there, sitting up, mm. and they're going to mm. sit there for 20 years. Foot? Did you say foot to toe? So we'll sleep, yeah. I guess, sort of in, like in a big circle with our feet in the middle? That's right. Yeah, it'll be a... Mm. I mean, it'll be any shape you want because there won't be a real bed. Terrific. It won't be... It'll just be a, a blanket or whatever, you know, sort of dry grass you can collect from the outdoor area. If, if there's any... Stuff that can grow there. 
nothing could grow. Nothing could grow there. Don't worry. Uh, but also, I don't imagine that you're buying a place to do any farming or sort of live off of the land. That is that is part of my dream, Alastair. Yeah. But you did say it's going to be on a hill. I don't want yeah. to give away too much so that the listeners can find where you live. Mm. But No, that's okay. But, um, but do you think that if it's on a hill and the house looks decrepit enough, you will be able to do some sniper rifling from there? Uh, I think th- that's inevitable. Yeah, there is a, there is a dirt road that... Um, passes below the property and mm. i think that you know a lone a lone hitcher walking along that dirt road i could probably pick them off with a sniper rifle yeah, and it could become you know a sort of a, a, a bit of a an urban mystery there's a, what there's about, a bit of a state forest nearby they could call it the you know the whipstick forest slayings did you yeah, just give away all, the, the closest the closest state forest to where you live now people just need to find oh, a hill jesus <laughs> Oh no! Um, with probably a single shack on there. Mm-hmm. Well, Andy, your days are numbered, and that's fine. Um, yeah, but Andy, I all, think we all have days are numbered, five. Alistair. Everybody's and? days are numbered. That's how a calendar works. Mm, you're right. God damn it, you're right. Um, yeah, and there's always going to be finite things. Everything within the finite world can be numbered. Do you think if something is a number is part of an infinite number you don't need to count uh yeah you don't need to there's no point right because it's infinite (laughs) i was driving along the other day and my son arlo in the back seat said grown-ups say they can't count past infinity but i can listen (laughs) 100 infinity 200 infinity (laughs) i could do it (laughs) and i thought that's very good yeah, it's it's really amazing. They it, um, if you just use the infinity as a unit, it's yeah, uh, it's quite good. <laughs> the inf- the the, uh, the ones column, the tens column, the infinities column. Kids are good at maths. Um, Andy, I'm gonna I'm gonna read us out the the s- s- th- three ideas from a listener because I feel three like three words. Yep. Three, yeah, three words from the listeners. But we could treat every word as an idea. Um, uh, just so you know, is, if I seem a bit distracted, like I'm not totally concentrating at the moment, it's because something is going on with my headphones that I'm using for this phone call, yeah. where it keeps connecting and disconnecting from some device somewhere in my house. So every three seconds right now, a robot voice is saying, connected, into my ears, and it is wow. driving me fucking insane. It's been yeah, going right. for about five minutes. Just said it again. Oh. It's um, really good. Um, Alistair, you... what? Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd love to go and just see if I can. I'm just going to go and try and turn off the the Bluetooth on my iPad and see if that's the problem. Sorry. Yep. I, I can still no, hear cool. you, though, Al. So just tell I will, me the words. I will, I, yeah, I will, I'll do a plug while I'm doing this. Um, from a listener, we have uh, three words from a listener called uh, Stuart McCone. Um, a, a lovely fellow um, who has asked to be on the podcast numerous times and uh, it's not through not wanting Stu on the pod that we have not got him on here, uh, but it's through the lack of organization. If you only knew how organization has become 
especially even lockdown, it's like I can't achieve anything during the week. And on the weekends, I have a little break by achieving even less, right? Um, but Stu has been kind enough to invite me onto their podcast. And uh, it's called The Pointless Reinvention. And I don't think the episode is out yet. It's definitely not. No, I mean, I looked right before the pod. and But if you want to check out Pointless Reinvention, it's a very fun podcast where they take an idea any idea i think i saw the latest episode is vampires and then they try and reinvent vampires in a way so that they uh, are better and you're worth checking out that's uh, funny and let's um, choose, I'm back. choose three words andy do you want to try and guess what they are uh yeah okay i do kleptomania no 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 the first word is skin uh, okay sure uh second word uh kleptomania the second word, I'm sorry, Andy. The second word is not kleptomania. It is that. Uh, and final word, chlamydia. Ooh, chlamydia. Close, no, it's kleptomania. No, <laughs> it's... Uh, uh, no, the third word, I'm sorry, Andy, is spins. Skin that spins. Yeah. Oh, I like this idea, and yeah. I like the idea of... You know this because you can think of, you could think of the atmosphere of something like Jupiter as being like a skin that spins. Mm. You know that that our bodies could be surrounded by by a layer of dense gas. And what is a yeah. solid but a very dense gas? But one yeah. that does flow around the body. It, you know, I... maybe it even is that the skin and the face with it is slowly because of centrifugal forces or whatever, dragged around the head. And only, you know, your your nose and eye holes, your, your yeah. eyelids and stuff, only line up with your eyeballs, which are fixed to your skull, once mm. every 24 hours. Yeah, I like that there's, there's a kind move of... And they slowly move off. A kind of tectonic oh. plate system. <laughs> a tectonic plate system on your skin that... So it's just kind of fragmented and sl slides around during the day. Oh, just the, I mean, this is a great scene for a horror film, but just that skin just slowly turning on the head and mm. the lump that is the bony section of the nose, you see as it moves across and just now is just poking out through a cheek and then an ear moves across across that um, that nose region. Oh, you know what would be cool? Awful you, to imagine. Yeah, but then there's the bit where the ear moves over the eye and you can see out the ear hole for a second. <laughs> You'd briefly get a glimpse. Yeah. Yeah, do you think it would? Do you think your ear hole would line up with your eye? I think there'd be, be a great. moment. I don't think it would. I think my ear holes are lo considerably low. I think they might line up with a nostril. Considerably lower in what way? Oh, oh cuz you're my eyes. Oh, you're They're just picturing down my head. you're just Sorry, you're, the reason okay, the reason why there's a problem is that you're just picturing, um, we're just picturing two different things. Because I said tectonic right. skin, right? Ah, uh, yeah. So right, you're just picturing the actual skin just rotating around the body like that, just mm. on the outside. Yeah, yeah, I can see that now. Um, I was picturing the skin being broken up into fragments that just kind of mm. go their own way. Oh, um, and does blood well up in the in the cracks in the continental 
plates, like it and for, for new skin, like scab, you know, I mean, skin that then cools and forms scar tissue as it moves across the body. Yeah, I think I think it definitely increases the amount of horror. The idea that sometimes the mm. skin pushes up against each other and creates pressure, and then blood just squirts out of different bits, like out of a pimple. Yeah, that was already sort of. Under but a fair think, bit of pressure from the past, yeah. So, but then there would also have to be those, you know, those fault lines where the the, the slabs of skin move apart, yeah. and the blood oozes up from in between, as it does um, at the, you know, the yeah. rifts. Yeah, I just kind of picture them sliding next to each other, right? You know, just for for it to be, um, and just so just less blood pouring everywhere. But, but, you know, if it's that, moving slowly enough, it wouldn't be blood pouring. It would just be oozing, you know, and yeah. drying and hardening. And, yeah, oh, I mean, it's, it's making me feel sick talking about it. Um, so but, that's a sketch idea, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, this is, what, you know, we're really putting a lot of work on the graphics guy too. What? To um, why would but, this happen? Um I don't is know. Is it but a disease? Think, is it a syndrome? Yeah. Could it be the um, next pandemic? I don't know, but for some reason, I picture a CEO having that this condition. <laughs> a reclusive and CEO. It can be pretty intimidating meeting the meeting the boss. Mm. He's like, well, you know what? I've spoken to a lot of executives. I'm not. A, I'm not. Uh, I'm not worried or anything like that. You go. Oh, you know what? Um, Michael's a little bit different in that. Um, you know, it's not nothing to be. You get used to it very quickly. Uh, it's just a mm. slight condition. Um, he has something called tectosis. Tectosis. So it's, it's sort of spinning skin syndrome. <laughs> anyway, he's got spinning sin- skin syndrome. In you go. <laughs> uh, anyway, he he should his skin should be f- front facing within the next. Is scheduled to be front facing within the next. Uh, <laughs> 15 minutes so i would pick, we, i would go in soon yeah we try to pick his schedule his meetings based around the most optimal you know it, it, you, you won't get as good a meeting but in about four hours we expect one of his uh one of his ear holes to be moving across where his eye is yeah so you I mean, could have a it, brief if it just spun every 15 minutes spun all the way around every 15 minutes and so mm. when you when you walked in they look completely normal Mm. Right, and then, hey, how are you? Very friendly, kind of, you know, very warm mm. kind of person. You're like, I don't know what people were talking about, and then slowly but surely, you just see it's their eyes moving. start to move. And um, this is one of the most awful things I've ever heard. Yeah, I really, I'm really unhappy about it, but I think, I think it's a thing. And uh, we, I mean, I realize also we've more or less just described the three words we were given. Yeah, but. I think that uh, meeting the CEO really kicks this over into sketch idea. Yeah, you think that makes it, yeah. It doesn't quite yeah. give us a, a, a good context as to, you know, like it doesn't tell us anything more. Um, but, I mean, if it's a job interview, um, mm. I, I guess that's, um, you know, you're really trying to make a good impression and you got to hold it together. Sure. Um. <laughs> So you gotta, you know, you gotta, you gotta stop yourself from doing any woes like that kind of thing. Yeah, 
Yeah. You know, um, you know how some people have a lazy eye. Well, good news: the boss doesn't have that. But oh, thank goodness! Everything else is lazy, and it just roams around all over his body. Um, Andy, I think we've taken this episode long enough. So um, too long. Too long. Let's uh, take it. Let, let me take you through all the sketch ideas we got. The radio you can't turn off. Simple to use. Mm. It's called the music cube. Even cube might even be too complicated a shape. Too descriptive. Yeah. It's a blob. Uh, it's a music. mass. It's an amorphous mass that you can stick to the wall. Music radio. Not always music. Doesn't always play music. music. Thing. The music thing. Doesn't always play music. That's my favorite. Uh, shop. I don't know if you know, remember me mentioning this to you, but it's called R- Rice Workshop. And then the subtitle underneath was Not Only Rice. <laughs> Hang on. But it's called the Rice Workshop? I think so. It's called something like that. Rice Workshop. And then he goes, that, Not I Only mean, Rice. But, but Alistair. Yeah. Because I have, I, like... <laughs> I don't even know where to begin. That's done something to my brain. Also, I had a caffeinated coffee today for the first really? time in a long time. Feeling Uh-oh. a lot of things. Feeling a lot of feelings. Um, but th- what is a rice workshop? And the fact that it is not only rice. I can't. Um, look, we can't talk about it. We can't talk rice about it. position to describe my feelings. Rice workshop, not only rice. But I don't know what a rice workshop is to begin with. So, you know, I, it's, I, I'm already in a territory of having no footing, nothing to, to hold on to. And yet it's, somehow they managed to make it even more ambiguous by saying yeah. that the one thing that I thought I knew about this rice workshop that it had to do with rice isn't even, isn't even a, uh, a solid point. Anyway. <laughs> well, it's not all they do. I'm just letting you know. If you were... <laughs> If you were if if you were getting concerned, you go. Well, I'm not sure if I feel like rice. Well, we don't, that's not all we do. But I don't even even know if the shop is the is, is the kind of thing where you where where feeling like rice is an appropriate reaction. I don't know if you're eating the rice there, Andy. Andy, no one's putting the name of food in the title of a shop and then not selling food. Nobody's putting the word workshop in the name of a restaurant. So. Oh, I, I reckon. I reckon that. I reckon that might not be. That might not be true, because I can think of one example: uh, the rice workshop, the builder bear workshop. Yeah. Oh well, we just eat builder bears. This would be a um, thing: right. builder builder beer workshop, and it's for blokes, right? And they go. You go there, and they let you brew your own beer. I think there and are then places you like you sit that. around for six months and then you can drink it. Yeah. I think there are places like that where you can kind of rent a yeah, warehouse. I know, but it. I came up with the name. Oh, yeah, Build a Beer. Build a Beer Workshop. But but wait, wait, I'm confused. Do you drink the beer there? <laughs> God, no, this is... For someone who was saying that we've gone on for too long, I've really found a way to increase this. Um, two in the Think Tank podcast. Not only Think Tanks. Um... And we got the bir- birthing metal wife. I don't know why. Mm. It's just, it's just crazy. Uh, I don't. There's not a sketch idea, but it's somebody's wife is giving birth to a lot of 
old metal. <laughs> but they right. seem fine with it. They seem fine. Oh my god. Oh. Like then it's just like an eye beam. <gasps> oh, you see the nurse is carried away. How much does it weigh? <laughs> <laughs> like this that. is going to fetch just... a lot on the scrap metal market. Yeah, and then it's like, oh, um, oh, an old radiator. Oh, oh. like that rusty radiator. Uh, anyway, then we got broad-brimmed crown for the king of Australia. Let's see. There's a possible new origin of a king uh, in this historical reimagination, reimagining. <laughs> um, do you think, in order to write a reimagining film, historical reimagining, you have to not use your imagination but your reimagination? Yeah, that's right. Freaky Friday, but with a past self, the preemptive <laughs> self-revenge time loop. We talked a lot about this one. I don't think we said anything at all. I don't no, think we did. anything. No, we did. We said something. Meaning. I think it's good. It's like, it's somewhere like, it's Freaky Friday meet, meets the lighthouse or that lake house. Remember when, uh, uh, when yeah, Ke- I know what you mean. Ke- Keanu and Sandra Bullock were writing to each other through time, through a mailbox mm. that travels through time? I want to, I want a backstory on this mailbox. Maybe it's in the film. I haven't actually watched it. I think um, it's a great concept for when you can't organize for both the stars to be in the same place. You know, it's 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 a, it's a, it's a they came up with the scheduling conflicts first, and then they yeah. built a concept for a film around that. That's right. That's that's actually quite a good idea. You just get some stars' schedules. Yeah, it was find a, out when they're the open. availability based on an uh, an original availability mate uh, spreadsheet <laughs> <laughs> on a real availability spreadsheet. Um, and then we got tectonic skin slash spinning skin, uh, mm. which is just Stu's idea. Um, my goodness, oh, and it's a job interview. Job interview, maybe. Um. Andy, we did it somehow. Uh, yes, we did. Thank you so much for listening to Two in the Think Tank. It was great that you did that thing. I think you should follow us on Twitter. I'm at Stupid Old Andy. He's at Alistair TV. We're at Two in Tank. That's right. And, uh, you know, thank you. Congratulations to all the Moosehead Award recipients. Uh, you can uh, you can buy tickets for a comedy festival show at some point in January, probably. Um, and, oh, it's called My Client is Innocent. And each word is in inverted commas separately. Mm. Uh, and it's us as two lawyers who are... Um, uh, sort of uh, putting the fabric of reality on trial. Um, the right. very fabric of reality. But we're basically ah, just defending the very, a guy. very, very fabric. Yeah. And we're we're defending a guy who's uh, allegedly stolen a hat. Um, anyway, uh, you can review <laughs> us. You can, uh, you can join us on Patreon. And you can join us on the Discord. There's a Discord. Discord, yeah. It's been a bit of, bit of chit-chat the- on the Discord recently. It's a fun, friendly place. Look at the notes. The notes will have all the links to things that you want and like. Take That's care right. of yourselves. And we 
love, love you. you. Bye. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.